I was like taking these extra long bathroom breaks, but I wasn't using the bathroom. I was just sitting on the toilet crying. Like, and at some point, (laughs) yeah, I hated it. And it wasn't so much that the people were horrible or that the, the space was horrible. It's just that I didn't feel fulfilled. Hey mamas, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast where we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mother at the same time. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am helping you find the freedom to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the More Than a Mother podcast. This is your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am back with you again for another great episode. If this is your first time listening at More Than a Mother podcast, we are helping moms to create a life outside of motherhood without sacrificing their family time. We believe that moms can pursue their dreams and be great moms at the same time. My guest today is Miss Erica Lasan of the Live Rich Movement. Erica is an alignment and empowerment strategist. And what that means is that she helps people that are in transitional phases of their lives figure out what's next, and she helps them envision their happiest, healthiest, purposeful life and helps them strategize the steps to get there. Really wants to help all people be faith-fueled and purpose-filled so that they can live through each of the transitions in life and just feel fulfillment and feel content and feel joy. So let's dive into my interview with Erica Lasan. Hi, Erica. How are you? Hi, Luan. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, wonderful. Welcome to the More Than a Mother show. I am so excited to have you here with me today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> welcome. So before we get into the interview, if you could take a moment to inter- introduce yourself to my audience. Yes. So my name is Erica Lasan of ericalasan.com and the founder of the Live Rich Movement. I am an alignment and empowerment strategist. And essentially what that means is that I help people that are in transitional phases of their lives figure out what's next and helping them envision their happiest, healthiest, purpose-filled life and then helping them strategize the steps to get there. And when I speak of transitional phases and people in that situation, I'm usually speaking about like young children, um, well, they're teenagers, (laughs) becoming young adults. (laughs) But teenagers leaving high school, going into college, college students that are graduating and going into the workforce, trying to figure out which career path they should probably take. But the ones who are probably thinking of doing something that's a little against the norm or different from what they may have conventionally done based on what their parents' expectations and desires are. And then I work a lot with moms, mothers, especially stay-at-home moms who are entering the new phase of becoming a mom and trying to figure out, well, like, all right, what do I do now? I have all of these things I want to do, but then I also have to manage this little life and my dreams die here or (laughs) how can I keep them going Uh, along with my sanity. And then I also work with people who are leaving the workforce and going into retirement because now they have all this time and some money on their hands. And it's like, well, I've done everything I'm supposed to do, but now what do I actually want to do? And then helping them figure it out and get there. That's awesome. So you are very busy, if that's the way to wrap it up. 
I, I I like to keep myself busy. I'd like to think so, but I'm also trying to like stay spiritually grounded, you know? Like oh, that's good. guidance of the Holy Spirit every yes. day what I ask for. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into all the great things that you're doing, as you know, at More Than a Mother, we are big believers in storytelling. So the foundation of these interviews are just having you to tell your story, your aha moment of what led you on the path that you are on today. So could you share that moment with us or moments? Yeah. So what led me to this um, path of helping people in transition is basically a culmination of my life experiences. So, sorry, I want to pause. Is it too loud in the background? My husband's in the background, like on the phone. No, I can't hear him, so. Oh, okay, because I, I can hear it. I'm like, I can't hear myself think. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I can't <laughs> so, hear him, though. So I've basically always been this way and just wanting people to live their best life and pursue the life of their dreams. Like, it's always been something where for me, I would try the things that made me feel good and just do all the things, you know, I'm a cancer, I'm a creative, I enjoy speaking with people and just like making things. But I think that at some point when I went to college, I, something in my mind told me I needed to like be more serious. I needed to do what my parents would, what would make my parents proud. So I I majored in something that I really enjoyed, which was international business uh, with a concentration in Spanish because I, I love Spanish. I've been speaking Spanish. So in a lot of ways, I was still doing things that were true to who I was. But then like the things that really made my life fun and like really brought me a lot of joy, like visual art or creating jewelry, because I started a jewelry line when I was 10 like all of those extracurricular things, photography, videography were things that I'd kind of pushed to the wayside because, you know, like I was an adult now. I needed to focus on getting a good job and all of the other things. <laughs> yeah. All you the know? things they tell you, right? All those messages. Right. Exactly. All the things that will make you money and successful. Yes. Um, and then I graduated in 2009 in the middle of the recession and Nobody was hiring. Right. <laughs> so, so I had um, been working at an internship while I was in college at a marketing firm for the home comfort industry, HVAC oil and propane. It was nothing sexy. And the reason why I got that job was because I was considering right after going graduating, going back to get my master's for international marketing, which is okay. ultimately what I thought I wanted to be doing. I wanted to travel the world and get paid to do it and, you know, just doing all of those things. I wanted to do international marketing, but then at some point I realized that I really did not like working at the marketing agency that I was working at. I hated it. As a matter of fact, like I would call my boyfriend, who's now my husband, on my lunch break and I, w- I would go through like these cry sessions where I was just like, I'm not happy here. Like I was finding excuses to get out of the building and go on walks around the around the building. Wow. I was like taking these extra long bathroom breaks, but I wasn't using the bathroom. I was just sitting on the toilet crying. Like, and at mm-hmm. some point, <laughs> yeah, I hated it. And it wasn't so much that the people were horrible or that the, the space was horrible. It's just that I didn't feel fulfilled. Like I was doing my work in less than two hours each day. And the rest of the day, I'd basically just be thinking about all the stuff that I wanted to be doing, like my jewelry or writing songs or poetry, you know, right. and doing this all on their dime. So at some point, my my 
boyfriend, well, my husband now, but my boyfriend that was like, well, what do you want to do? He was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to do something. Like, I want to do everything. He's like, well, just start doing something. And so I I ended up just going back to the drawing board about the things that made me happy when I was younger, you know? So I started applying since I was at that point actively considering grad school. I started applying to art schools because I really loved the arts when I was younger. I was looking into majoring or getting a master's in jewelry design because I made jewelry. And I was like, well, this makes me happy. I should look into this. I started getting back into fashion and styling, looking at that as a potential career option. And then I landed a part-time gig at a, a boutique in Soho. And I loved it. Like I learned so much in that position. And I started off as a salesperson, but then I like moved up to eventually becoming an assistant manager of one of their other, one of their three locations at the time. But the beautiful part about uh, working there was not only it was it was a number of things like, but it was the opportunity to learn. It was an opportunity to express myself creatively. But then it also led to a time in my life where in this transitional phase, I was meeting people or trying to put myself in spaces where I was meeting people that were doing the things that I wanted to do. Okay. So I started going to networking events. I like, and, and, and that just turned into a whole other thing in and of itself. Like through that, I ended up landing a, an internship at Ebony magazine. And from there I like went on to start creating videos on my own and writing for other people's websites and creating shows for other people's things. But it really all just started with me like asking myself like what made me happy and then doing those things. So my my aha moment was I guess like when I was 2022. 20, my aha moment was graduating and realizing that I didn't want to go down the path that somebody else had Ex- that someone else expected of me, but right. really just choosing my own happiness. That's right. it. I mean, that's so important. I mean, and the fact that you were able to realize that at 22, I mean, that's great because so many people, even after graduating and this is what they're expected to do, this is what people want them to do. They would have just naturally went into that field and even they would have kept being miserable and crying in the bathroom and just, being miserable instead of saying, hey, I need to take control of my own happiness and go for what I want to. So, I mean, that's powerful in itself that you were able to recognize that so early on. Yeah. Uh, my whole thing is life is too short. Like my main, my main thing at that age was thinking, you know, we have the rest of our lives to do what's safe. You know, and even for people that are in their 60s and thinking that right. they don't want to pivot and try something new, you have the rest of your life to go back to what's familiar. What you right. don't have time to do is like waste the time from this moment that you recognize that you're not feeling good going forward, because ultimately what you don't want is your life to end or for you to be on your best deathbed and to just the idea of not wanting to be on um, my deathbed and thinking like, man, I wish I would have just. I would I wish I would have done the things that really made me happy and ultimately just recognizing that nobody else can live for you. You can only live for yourself. You know, you could do everything that everybody else wants and still not make them happy. You know? Yeah. And that's so great. Yeah. Cause so many people spend their life doing that. 
living for other people and never living for themselves. Yeah. When you were making your transition from your international marketing world to the Live Rich movement and working for yourself, what kind of obstacles did you encounter? Or did All you? Of them. Oh. <laughs> that's a loaded um, question <laughs> yeah and the thing is it's like obstacles never stop coming you know like you may think you have it all figured out and then like something comes and like throws th- some a wrench in things the question is then how are you going to think of new ways to get yourself out of whatever that thing is and I, I I thank God because I think that that's one of my gifts is just thinking of creative ways to get to my end goal, you know? So there's so much that's learned along the journey. So I would think initially, I would say one of the biggest obstacles was probably, and in general, if I'm being completely honest, it's usually resources, you know? There's never, there's, it seems as though there's never enough, you know, never enough time, never enough money, never enough help, because I I do a lot of things on my own. I I do most of everything. (laughs) mostly everything on my own. But what I, I've i learned is that, one, to appreciate the journey, because at some point, this will all be something that I'll look back on with like fondness, you know? Even now, 10 years later after starting this, I, I there are times when I look back at videos and stuff that I've done earlier on, and it's like, man, I remember how hard it was doing that, but I'm so happy I did it. Right. You know, like I learned so much through that and, and, and I had so much fun doing it because it's not, I'm not doing things that I don't enjoy. I am actually learning through the process, but I'm getting, and I'm gaining so much along the way, but then it also really shows something about perseverance. So um, in, in considering limited resources, just <laughs> recognizing because that was the obstacle resources is like usually the obstacle just recognizing one how blessed i am and two that there's a creative solution to every issue you may have you know sometimes it really just takes a moment of like stepping back and then for me especially now as a mom that's trying to balance everything i i've really 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 been leaning into my spirituality yeah (laughs) I'm like, Lord, I can't control everything. I, I I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. I need you to guide me today. How is it that you're speaking to me today? What is it that I need to be paying attention to? Who do I need to reach out to? Like, And in doing that, I've gained so much freedom in, in not having to recognize, not having to worry about the resources because I know that eventually everything will work itself out. Like I'll be provided for it, it however, God does it, but ultimately also recognizing that it's all a part of the journey and ultimately everything gives glory to him. Everything works out for the glory of his good. So me being anxious about something will only cause me more anxiety. So true. (laughs) Um, And the world is abundant once we we start to recognize that and then start to think of the different ways to get to the goal. So- that's been really helpful. And I mean, it's a, it, it was an obstacle then at 22 and at, I guess I'm giving my age away, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> at 32, it's still, you know, sometimes a thing, but ultimately, you know, 
That is good. Right. And it's a growth journey. And like you said, it's all part of the journey. And I mean, being spiritually grounded, whatever your spirit, whatever people's spiritual beliefs are, I mean, just being spiritually grounded and being guided and having that faith that everything is going to work out. I mean, that takes a tremendous amount of pressure off of yourself as a human being trying to figure everything out because we'll drive ourselves crazy trying to figure everything out. (laughs) Okay. There's so many variables. You can't predict what the weather is going to be. You can't predict who's going to come into your life path. You can't can't predict this pandemic that's happening as we're recording this. (laughs) You know, like you can't predict anything. And it's like, are you going to drive yourself crazy trying to like quantify and qualify? Like you can't, it's just, it'll drive you mad more than anything. Right. Yeah. So. You just got to focus on what you have right in front of you. That's the way I say it. And work with, work with what you have right now until. You can expand or get the resources, but it's just important to, like you said, and like your husband told you to just start, just do something. Exactly. If you don't do anything, I mean, that's the only way to guarantee that you're not going to go anywhere just by not taking action at all. So I think that would be great advice to do something. Exactly. And that's actually what the Live Rich movement is, because I'm just about to ask you about that. (laughs) (laughs) Same lines, you know? Yes, so go ahead, tell us about the Live Rich Movement, because that's where I was going next. Yeah. If you are enjoying this podcast, please take a few seconds and leave a review, a rating, and share this with all of your mom friends. We want to get the word out about the More Than a Mother podcast so that we can empower as many moms as possible. This is truly a movement for all moms as moms, we are a community, and it is up to us to continue to lift each other up. So don't keep all this greatness to yourself. Subscribe, like, share, rate, and leave a review so that all moms can start to tune in and start living out their own unique life stories. So the Liverage Movement is basically a culmination of the things that I've been doing for the past 20 years of my life. It's a culmination of all the things that bring me joy and make me happy and lessons that I've learned and things that I'm still doing at the moment. So all of this started with my jewelry line, Kerrika Jewelry, which again, I I mentioned I started when I was 10. (laughs) But from there, the jewelry line evolved. Then at some point, I started making uh, YouTube videos because I always wanted to be a VJ. And then the videos landed me hosting gigs because I really wanted to do hosting. Uh, And I still want to do hosting. I do it in a number of ways. But creating videos for digital platforms like Black and Sexy TV, creating blogs for uh, mommy sites like Truth Bomb Mom, which is under Rocky Media or formerly Rocky Media. Now they are Wild Sky Media. And just a number of different places. And then also starting my my own podcast, The Live Rich Movement with Erica Lasson. But um, in doing all of these things over the years, what I've really just recognized is that I just enjoy creating. Like, I enjoy creating in a number of ways. It's not, at one point it was like, oh, I'm a mess. I'm doing all the things. I just need to focus on one thing. But my thing in creating is I enjoy expressing myself in a number of ways. I enjoy telling stories. I enjoy um, speaking with people. It's a little bit of a problem. I love talking to strangers. Like, <laughs> it's, seriously. So with the shows that I was doing, I was doing street interviews in New York City. So I would go up and have random conversations with street citizens about fashion, about politics, about 
how they were feeling that day about dating, like you name it, I would talk about it. Um, So yeah. And, 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 and one thing that has always been an anchor in kind of what my story is and, and the joy that's brought from doing these things is asking people what their dreams are. What is it that you want to do? Like, what are some creative ways to get you there? Even in talking with my siblings or my friends, it always comes back to like, so what are you doing with your life right now? Like, <laughs> are you on your life's path? Like, you know, are you happy? What's going on? You know, that's, that was always a part of the conversation. And at some point it just clicked like, okay, while you're doing a lot of things, the thing that really brings you the most joy is speaking with people about what they're trying to do and helping them figure out how to do that creatively, you know? And I always have ideas. So the Leverage Movement is basically just, again, a culmination of all of those things and and helping to serve people that are seeking to tell their stories in an authentic and engaging way. And helping them figure out what's hap- what what's next for them, but also helping them get excited about the possibilities and and creating healing by just having conversations, sharing their stories creatively through video, conversation, podcasts, and really just creating healing and helping them figure out how to live their happiest, healthiest, purpose-filled life. And I guess the twist is that because I'm a big person that believes on exercising create creativity and not having to have all the money in the world i like to do things on a budget so i love you know exactly well i don't love budgets but i love i love the idea of creatively getting to where you want to go within a budget because it presents a challenge you know if i had all the money in the world that'd be awesome too but i also think that it's a really great way to learn how to work with less in order to create something that could grow and have um, an abundant outcome. And then there's something that's really, for me, inspiring and helping people recognize that you don't have to have all the money in the world to get to where you want to go. Right. Um, and that's, that's what the leverage movement is. It's about not having all the money in the world, but really just being grounded in purpose, faith, and passion. And then recognizing that once you have those three things, you can do whatever you want. You know, and it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's really good because, I mean, a lot of messages that we hear have to deal with putting money into this, hiring help, spending money on this course, spending money on that course. And if we look at it, when someone's just starting out, whatever their journey is, they're trying to live richer, whatever they're trying to do, resource, it comes back to resources and the resource that a lot of people don't have to just spend right away is money. So I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's important for movements like yours and others that tell you that you can work with with resources that you have. I mean, there are enough free tools, there's enough free information, you have internet, Google, anything. Use those things until you can have the resources to expand and do other things. But so many people get caught up in those messages of you have to throw money into everything. Exactly. It, it really, that that's the exact thing right there. <laughs> yeah, it does at least. And then they just don't take action because they feel I have to have all this money to start a business, to start a podcast, to vlog, to make videos, et cetera. And it's like, that is not true. As long as you have a phone with a camera, you can pretty much do anything. You have access to the internet, you're good. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like when some, when people really get bogged down with this idea of like, I need money, I need money. I feel like it is immobilizing, but then it's also a testament to how bad do you want it? Like it to, to really them 
asking themselves, like, how bad do you actually want this thing that you say you want so much? Because most of the time, it's really just a matter of information, you know, and and making time, you know. And if there's one thing that we, one one resource that's available to us freely that I think a lot of us don't take advantage of, it is time, you know. Everyone wants the money, but it's like, money in a lot of ways costs you your time but if you have the time and not the money now is the time to figure out how to wisely use the time so you can make the money and the thing is with money and this is my mindset though i know it's important for me it's a thing where it's like money comes and goes you know it's like cyclical you can come into it overnight you can lose it overnight very true what what's most valuable is really how you're spending your time like with the people around you, how you're educating yourself if you want to do something different. I mean, and every once in a while, like, yes, like binge watching something. Actually, I binge watch a lot of things. I can't even lie. But I also <laughs> make sure that I'm being productive while I do it most of the time. Like, yeah. I'm doing something else, multitasking, yeah. you know? But again, just like prioritizing how you use your time because it's the one resource that you can't, you can't predict how it's going to come and how it's going to go, what will happen with it or how much of it you have, you know? And I mean, that's such a timely conversation for right now because a lot of people with this pandemic that's happening have been really granted a gift of time. And that's something that I just made a post about the other day about how right now a lot of people have been given the rare gift of time. I mean, it may not have come as we wanted it. And there are a lot of other things that are out of our control but instead of getting caught up in like everything that's happening in the world, I mean, we take our precautions and to keep ourselves healthy and keep everyone else healthy. But at the same time, instead of focusing on this pandemic, you can really, your kids may be home. You have to be, may have to be doing homeschooling. You may not know where your next check is going to come from. But I mean, right now, while you have these resources at this time, it's like now's the time to start working on those forgotten dreams because that's something that all moms, like, that was the point. <laughs> like, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Yes, girl. Kind of, I just this, had a newsletter yeah. about the same thing. Like, yes, you and I are right here. Yes, that's what Right. <laughs> I know, because, I mean, I just, and I look at so many people that are online and just worrying about things they really have no control over. And that was one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because moms are like, I don't have time. I want more time. I need me time. Like, so it's like, okay, let's figure out how you can get the time. And right now we have a gift of time. So it's up to us to capitalize on that. We can't get bogged down in things we can't control, but it's the land of opportunity. So, which is really great that it's happening in this moment because mm-hmm. we can start businesses and start writing articles and get people to pay us for freelance writing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's my little spiel on that. <laughs> and, and look, yours and mine both. I'm, I'm glad you said it. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> yes. That is my spiel on time. Because, I mean, time, like you said, time passes so fast as we, and it waits for no one. But right now, there's that rare gift of a lot of people have a lot more time on their hands than they did a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yes. So as you're, you mentioned, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're working and all these things. How are you managing life as a mom and a businesswoman and all those great things? Prayer and coffee. No. Hey, <laughs> <like that. laughs> um, but seriously, no, like really though, I think over the past three years, that really has been something that has really 
really helped ground me. I've always been raised in the church, but for some reason, the past three years just hit different. Like (laughs) to the point where now it's like, I am nothing without Jesus. Like I can do nothing. I like reading my doing devotions. And I think that that may have been the turning point for me. I started doing devotions in 2000, the end of 2018, like sporadically. Mm -hmm. Um, 2019, one of the goals and the things I put down on my vision board was to do it more consistently. And my theme for 2019 was surrender. So surrender I did. And then it got to the point where devotions and developing a Bible habit really became like integral to my ability to just really stick to seeing things from a different perspective and also recognizing when I was going into uh, a mindset that wasn't really helping me. And so now it's gotten to a point where before I would skip a couple of days of devotions back then and it'd be like, oh, well, it's not that big a deal. Like now it's like, what did I miss today? Lord, how are you speaking to me? Right. (laughs) And it's been really, really awesome and eye-opening because another part of the Leverage movement and my business in general, and it's, it's something that is inherent to the business, though people who may not be believers may not recognize it, but I say that I'm faith fueled and purpose propelled because that's that's literally what it comes down to. Yes. My business is built on faith and purpose. Like, awesome. you know, I guess I, that's something I should always probably lead with, but that's exactly what it is. And once I recognize that and once I took that step of surrendering, it's been like mind boggling how the Lord has revealed himself to me. Yeah. Like in ways that I'm just like, oh, snap, this is like real, real. <laughs> and yeah. it just brings so much joy and lightness to to so many things that could seem heavy and burdensome, even with like the pandemic that's happening and stuff right now. I'm like, Lord, you know, I know that there's a reason why this is happening. We don't understand it, but I thank you for the fact that ultimately the things that are happening now at some point like people will recognize that it, it's to glorify you in some way. Like, I just pray that you make me aware that of the lessons that I'm supposed to be receiving in this time. Right. Um, and that's really how I cope, like, or manage with a lot of things. Like, and as I've been asking, like that verse, that scripture where it says, ask and you shall receive, knock the door mm-hmm. will be open. You know, that is so, it's so real because when I tell you, Luan, like it would probably seem like I was crazy to a lot of people, but the questions that I have asked and I have gotten direct responses to, but in the ways that have been so un- unconventional or like weird, or some people will consider coincidence, but I don't believe in coincidence because the Lord works in mysterious ways. So the ways that he's been speaking to me recently have been through things like numbers, like not the scripture number, but like actual numbers like one two three four five right like, just that like that that coinciding with scriptures and like it, it's just like it just makes me feel so seen and loved you know that like lord you know i enjoy creative things you want you know i enjoy puzzles and while you know this is a riddle in some ways you you i would like if you gave me the direct answer but i also love that you're showing me in ways that are very true to who i am and in ways that stick who you are and how you work mm-hmm. you know so i know that nothing is coincidence so that i don't take for granted these things that you're giving me and these lessons that you're sharing with me right. um 
so it's just been really beautiful. And anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying <laughs> how I I manage. I I surrender. I give it up, and then I I sit down and wait for the answer, answer while also right. moving up in the purpose that He's given me. So I think I'm that's important. I mean, that is important, just recognizing the need to surrender. I mean, even as of someone that operates by faith, believes in God, it's just we don't realize how often we get in our own way when we fail to surrender things. So once you come to that revelation that, hey, if I would have released this a long time ago, I'd probably be a lot further along in life than I am right now. So, I mean, that power to recognize, one, that you have to surrender, and then two, to actually take that I call it blind faith because that's where I was probably 2018, 2019. Like I'm just doing a blind faith journey. I'm just going to do it. And whatever happens, happens. And I mean, it's such a risk. It's such operating on faith. I mean, that faith decides with mustard seed. I don't know what's going to happen, but guess what? I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And but I mean, it's the best thing I have ever done. I mean, once I had that mindset of it's just going to be radical, blind faith, and we're going to see what happens. And it's really the best that's happened to me. So I can understand exactly what you're saying. What would you say in this whole live rich movement, everything with your life, with mothering, all those type of things, what has been the most rewarding part of your journey so far? The most rewarding part of the journey has just been like the stories of the people who have actually been impacted by the stuff that at some point I thought was just like, frivolous like oh this is just me having fun you know but and putting things together and really getting serious about the business aspect of these things rather than just like taking things day by day and going with the flow you know having and operating with a little more structure in order to effectively serve people and just seeing how their lives have drastically been improved I don't want to say improved but just how they've gained from what it is that I had to offer. And it's like stuff that just comes so naturally to me that I was just doing it. Like I'll do it with strangers, you know, but um, having that, seeing that light bulb moment go off for them and then having them report back with like something awesome that happened in their life as a result of the work, like really just, it, it, it blows my mind every time. And I just feel so grateful. And I'm like, Lord, like more of this, please. More joy, yes. more joy for everyone. Because right. it seems so simple to us. Because like you said, something that comes second nature, something that you've done for so long that to you, it seems so simple. But then once you say it and other people receive it, it's like, oh, wow, really? <laughs> like, yeah. you got that for me? So yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Yes. And that's like, for me, I guess it's just that, that purpose, you know, like recognizing the value of purpose, because I think it's a a conversation that isn't had often enough or early enough, Mm -hmm. especially when you think about children. And so one of my biggest prayers has, has since becoming a mom is that the Lord guides me and, and my husband in recognizing what our children's purpose is early on in life. So they don't have to wait till 22 or 23 to figure it out or like four years of college doing something that yeah they may have enjoyed or they're good at but it's not aligned with their purpose you know even if it's something that we don't understand just having the wisdom to know how to support it and help them move in their purpose okay yeah that's good 
So what would be one tip that you would offer to a mom that may be struggling in her journey of finding that purpose, finding that faith to live rich and live for herself and those, what is one tip that you could offer her that she could like start today? Like, what is a tip? <laughs> we talking about tips. I would say the biggest tip I could offer you is to head on over to ericalasan.com uh, <laughs> <laughs> and take my happiness challenge. There are a lot of different things that are over on the site, but I developed a a program called the Happiness Challenge, and it's basically a way for everybody. And it, you don't have to be a mom because I work with people that are in transitional phases of life. Mm-hmm. So it's really for everyone, but it's something that's aimed at helping you figure out what really helps move you and get you on on track for living in your purpose within 45 minutes to an hour. Um, there are videos involved, there are worksheets and introspective questions, but it's fun. It will help you move in uh, line with your purpose and your happiness and, and really just cultivating joy on a daily basis. So there's that. And then for moms specifically, because I, I look out for my moms because I know how much of a thing it was for me. I also have something else on the site that is really called um, Managing Creative Motherhood, Balancing Babies and Business. So we can check that out as well. You all prepared. Go, girl. I got (laughs) things for things for things. I even recently put a whole thing together for moms now who are struggling with trying to figure out scheduling and stuff with their children now that they're home for uh, for coronavirus. (laughs) But, you know, now that they're home with the kids and sometimes it's really hard for people to get adjusted. And I know that for me myself, one of the biggest things in really getting back to my purpose and my passion after having children was just like the scheduling aspect. So I also put something together for moms that will take all of the thinking out of putting your day together. There are recipes involved. There's fun things for the kids. There's mommy time scheduled in. So I got all the things. And like, again, this just makes me so happy. That is awesome. So with that being said, tell us again where we can find you, the best way to reach you so we can get our hands on all this greatness. Oh my gosh. Please, please, please head on over to ericalasan.com. That's E-R-I-C-A-L-A-S-A-N.com. And there you can basically find all the things. Everything is there. And you can also follow me on social media. I'm mainly on Instagram at Erica Lasan, and then Facebook, I believe it's at Kerrika by Erica Lasan, but Kerrika is Q-U-E-R-I-C-A um, by Erica Lasan. But if you just put my name in, I think that it pops up as well. Yes. Well, I will make sure I link to all of that greatness in the show notes. I thank you, Erica, for joining me today. Thank you for having me again. And I hope that you and your family stay well and healthy and peace peace-filled and joy-filled in this time as well. Yes. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to lawanmoses.com. I love for us to stay in touch. Make sure you leave your email address so I can send you inspiration, tips, and the latest updates. Or if you prefer, text the word more, that's M O. RE to 302-440-4632. We have some great things coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. 
Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, keep pressing because victory is yours.